apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live, human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Annie Mac Home is an equal housing lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Annie Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not. They're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I am Steve Risser along here with Justin D'Onofrio. And it has happened. The Jets have benched Zach Wilson. And not a surprise after what happened uh, last Sunday. He was, ter- he was absolutely terrible against the, uh, against the, against the Patriots. And uh, his comments after the game were completely, completely inexcusable when he said, do you feel like you let the defense down? And he says, no. That is totally inexcusable. And he absolutely should have gotten benched. Now, this is a tricky situation because you don't usually want to bench a young quarterback to, ruin, to mess up his psyche. But in this situation, I feel like the Jets had no choice. They had, they had, they had to do this because if, if they kept Zach Wilson in and he kept playing like this, this was going to fracture their locker room. And another thing is, is the Jets, the, the, this defense has been playing outstanding, and you you got to give your team a chance this year. And this team did not have a chance of competing for anything with Zach Wilson. No, they didn't. And yeah, as you mentioned, it's tough to pull a second year quarterback, but it just doesn't look like he fully grasp the offense either right now like there's throws out there that he should be making and and he's not you know the guys are there and he's not making a throw yeah the comments were very inexcusable it just it's a sign of immaturity and and all that you know again he had a lot of talent at BYU it hasn't come together so far to Jets and yeah it, it, it's tough because yeah this could kill his confidence forever and he may never kind of get to the potential as a number two pick 
But yeah, you're in playoff position right now. Your defense has been playing unbelievable. You're, you know, making, you know, you're making really good progress in this rebuild and you're kind of year year earlier than people thought you were with all the injuries going in. So yeah, you, right now if Zach Wilson's not not the guy to uh if he's not your best choice here to win your football games, get you to the playoffs, you got to go with Mike White and I think right now that's that's probably in the best interest. It is, and you, and you saw, you know, the receivers were ticked off. Garrett Wilson was ticked off after the game on Sunday. The receivers getting ticked off. And the defense didn't show they were upset, but come on, they're upset. Yeah. They're going out, and they're balling out. And Zach Wilson is just absolutely terrible. Two total yards of offense, two. And then you have you take no accountability, zero accountability after the game. It, it, it's, it's absolutely absurd, and this kid needs to grow up. This kid is not a grown-up. He is a child playing a grown man's position and it, and it is just, and he has proven and, it, and he has just proven it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you mentioned the, again, the Patriot defense is it's good, but it ain't the 85 bears. You know, it's, it's not that good. So yeah, again, have two yards and a half in this day and age, that's, that's pretty hard to do. And that's horrible. Yeah. He's got to grow up right now. He's not, you know, he's, he's not, he's not a leader that you want as a quarterback. Again, you know, I saw from one of the NFL Beat writers kind of saying like Justin Fields apologizes defense that they didn't help him out on Sunday. And again, you know, and the defense, you know, stopped him, I guess, midway through because he played injured and they kind of, yeah. you know, like again, those guys, the Bears are on the same page. You can see that team going in the right direction. The Jets are the Jets can too, but yeah, this could fracture their locker room. But again, that the way, yeah, you you know, your defense gave up three points in that game and you came out with a, a loss. So yeah, to, to not take any accountability, it's it's sign of just huge immaturity. Yeah, and and, and uh, Justin Fields, yeah, he was playing with a dislocated shoulder, it threw an interception in the last drive, and then apologized to his defense for not coming through after the after the game. I mean, and, and Jack and and Justin Fields played much better than Zach Wilson has throughout his entire career. So I bet the Jets wish they took Zach Justin Fields with that number two pick. But yeah, I mean, you see a guy who's to take who's taking accountability. And yeah, they might that team might be three and eight, but that team's got a really, really good future with him at quarterback. Zach Wilson, you're holding this Jets team back. You could argue if the Jets had a better quarterback, they would probably they, they could instead of being six and four, they could be eight and two and in, in first place in this in this division with this defense. Because I think they beat the Patriots twice. Yeah, absolutely. They probably would with how bad we played. And again, they had what 12 sacks against us in the last in the two games that we faced them. So probably, you know, we Again, we had three points too on Sunday, you know, besides the kick return or punt return. That's all we scored. So yeah, they they very well could be two and zero against us. Um, but yeah, so yeah, right now, yeah, Fields and the Bears, it kind of looks like they're getting better. And and yeah, you kind of see the accountability. That team's kind of on the same page now with Fields and all that. But yeah, with Wilson, it's horrible. Mike White, yeah, th- Mike White with that team. Could Joe Flacco look pretty good the first two games that Zach Wilson was out? Obviously, you got to turn to Zach Wilson when he comes back. Um but yeah, you have to go Mike White here because right now, yeah, that locker room is a mess, and it could turn ugly. Where the Jets are still kind of fighting for a playoff spot here, leaving Wilson in there, that that could just absolutely derail the season. And instead of doing that, I think Salah took the right approach and kind of getting the temperature in that locker room and decided to go. You know, we gotta go Mike White. Oh, absolutely. And, and and you look at the Jets' schedule; it still is favorable. They still got games against this week against the Bears. They still got the Lions at home, even though the Lions have been playing better. They still got the Jaguars at home. They have a they have a more favorable schedule than your team uh, going mm-hmm. forward. So you have to make this move. And with Joe Flacco, yes, I know he won a Super Bowl, but his best days are behind him. 
take a chance with Mike White. You don't, you don't, it's, it's an unknown. You don't know what Mike White could do at quarterback. Look at what he did last year. He, when he filled in for Zach Wilson, he beat the Bengals. I know he was terrible against the Bills, but he beat the Bengals. So I do like this move by Robert Sala. Yeah, I do too. I, I absolutely do. Cause yeah, you mentioned right now the Jets have a pretty schedule, you know, decent. You know, after, you know, they got the Vikings and the Bills on the road the next couple of weeks after playing the Bears, this one. So yeah, like this is a must win for them. They, they got to win this one or, you know, you could go into a four game losing streak here. So yeah, it's a big one. I, it's a good move by Salah, you know, just to, just to try to change some things up. And again, their running game has been so good that you just really need a quarterback right now that can manage a game. Isn't going to, isn't going to totally hurt you. And again, you know, and the problem is, you know, with the way Wilson was playing, it's it's tough for defenses to kind of respect your passing game when, when again, he had seven completions. And then the comments, too, about the wind. Mac Jones was 23 for 27. You know, like the, the wind didn't seem to affect Mac Jones. So, yeah, it's just – it's just um, it was a good decision by Salah. It's, it's the right move. It's unfortunate for, for Wilson. Again, maybe he may never get that confidence again, but you had to do it. And Hector just commented – the Jets season is seriously unfolding right now. I feel like it might have been, but looking at what the Jets have, looking at the schedule, I know they got they got uh, they got uh, Chicago this week. Then they got uh, at Minnesota. Then I think they got at um, Buffalo, and they got at Buffalo. So yeah, yeah those are going to be two tough games. And then they they do have, then they do have a couple of favorite. They have do a couple of games they could win with the Lions and the Jags. I think it's it. I don't. I think it could have been unfolding they kept, if they kept Wilson, but I still think. This team could potentially get get to ten wins. I think it's going to be hard. I think they I think they end up nine and eight. I think they end up eight and nine or nine and eight because the schedule. Look at some of the games where they have to go to Seattle, they have to go to Minnesota, they got to go to Buffalo. But I think this team could finish nine and eight and maybe sneak in, uh, uh, sneak in and get a playoff spot because of how well that this defense has been playing. Yeah, I'm with you. I think eight and nine, nine and eight, somewhere right around there for the Jets. Yeah, you know, a couple tough road games still out there. But yeah, I, I it. It still totally could unfold, but yeah, I think the way Sal manages it here, going turning to Mike White here, where you know that defense to be fired up, you know the wide receivers are going to be happy, you know, like it, it's stuff like that where they're going to be motivated to play for Mike White, you know, kind of help them out any way they can to make sure that Mike White stays in there at quarterback. Um, so yeah, I think that the, the way the defense playing, especially now with Justin Fields probably going to be out the next couple of weeks, you know, that like that that bears you know, that Bears offense is going to look a lot different without him. So, yeah, I think, you know, the Jets season possibly still could. But I think, you know, next couple weeks with the Bears here, the Jags coming up, the Lions still at home, those are three games you should win. And I think the Jets, you know, they, again, they, uh, they should have nine wins really, right? You know, at, at the end of the day, they should have nine wins. And um, if it all kind of comes together. Absolutely. Yep, yep. I, I think so. I agree. I agree. Now, speaking of Justin Fields and the Bears, they – head to MetLife Stadium and face the Jets this week. But the thing is, is uh, uh, it looks like Justin Fields isn't going to play, and I don't think he's going to play. So Trevor Simeon is the starter. And if Trevor Simeon is starting, the Bears are, are as bad or worse than the Texans on paper. I like the direction of the team. I like the way that – I like the direction of the way things are going. But on paper, they are as bad as the Houston Texans. And that's why I think with Mike White, I think this is a win for the Jets. I think they win it by two scores. I think they run the ball with James Robinson and Michael Carter. And I do think this defense – uh, I think it'll be a, obviously a closer game if Justin Fields starts, but if Trevor Simeon starts, I think this defense will force a couple turnovers, and that's why I got the Jets winning twenty-four to ten over the Bills. But now with Mike White as the starter, is there any way the Jets get upset now? You know, I, I think it's very 
very hard for the Bears too because you know I got the Jets in this one 2014 because Trevor Simeon's a pocket passer and the big threat that Fields has been giving him with, is with his legs. You know, with that offensive line, you know, Simeon's not gonna be able to escape. And again, we we've seen the Jets pass rush last week. They had six sacks again against the Patriots. Again, Simeon's probably gonna get sacked five six times in this football game. He's gonna have to get the ball out quick to Montgomery. You know, they're gonna have to throw some screen passes. He's gonna have to protect the football. I need to be very tough for the Bears to win without Justin Fields, just because of that running element that Justin Fields can give them. Um, obviously, Simeon doesn't have it, so I need to be very tough for the Bears to do it. But again, you know, it is still the Jets and every the kind of the problems we have. You know, maybe they do struggle, but that defense for the Bears is just it's not great. And Fields has been bailing them out at times. And I think you know, I think for the Bears, it's going to be tough to win this one. Yes. Yeah, so now we will move on to the Thanksgiving Day slate. As we got the Bills traveling to Detroit to play to, to play the Lions, Detroit their annual Thanksgiving Day game. More exciting than we thought this game was going to be a couple weeks ago. As the Lions have won three three straight, and I think this game is going to be really entertaining. I think that the Josh Allen will have a big day. I think with Jeffrey Okuda out, I think Josh Allen will have a big day. He's not facing he's not facing the Giants this week. He's faced. I don't know. This isn't, isn't a knock on the Giants. I'm just saying the Bills have a much better offense. They. I mean, I think Josh Allen has a big game. I think Stephon Diggs has a big game. I think they run the ball not as well as they did last week. But I do still think they run the ball pretty well. And then and I do think Detroit, you know, puts up points too. I think the Bills will be without Tremaine Edmonds. They'll be without uh they'll be without Gregory Russo. So I do think that Jared Goff has a pretty big game. But I think Jared Goff's gonna have a mistake in there. I think he's not gonna be able to keep up with Josh Allen. And that's why I get the Bills going eight and three and beating the Lions 34 to 24. But Justin, can Jared Goff lead the Lions to their fourth straight win? I don't think so. I got the Bills in this one as well, 34 to 21. You know, for Goff and this team, yeah, you know, they really capitalized off the turnovers last week. You know, that was a huge part of that win. You know, they shut down the um the Giants running game. You know, Barkley, you know, had uh, you know, they didn't have much yardage at all. You know, he really showed the going in um that whole game last week. You know, for, for the Lions, I think they'll put up points, but I think, you know, for the Bills right now, the way they ran the football last week, they had 12 first downs on the ground, which you know has been the most this year. Like they really got a running game going last week. You know, I know they're a little banged up, but they get Jordan Poirier back this week in the back end. So I, I think the Bills, you know, pull away and win by two scores. Again, the line, just their defense, I think, going up against this Bills offense, I just think they're going to have some problems slowing them down at all. I think the Bills can get a stop or two and make it get a turnover, and I think that's why they win this game by two scores. All righty, we got the big matchup in Dallas between the Cowboys and the Giants. Uh, Giants are coming into this game banged up. We know they're not going to have a Dory Jackson we know they're not going to have uh, – obviously, they're not going to have Xavier McKinney, but there's a good chance they might not have other guys. There's a good ch- – and obviously, we know they're not going to have Wondell Robinson. He's out for the year. But uh, they, they very easily might not have uh, Fabian Moreau. They might not have two offensive linemen. Six starters left the game on Sunday against the, Lion- against the uh, Lions, so the Giants got banged up there. Cowboys, obviously, a really, really impressive performance against the against the Minnesota Vikings. And in this game, a lot of people are saying the Cowboys are going to blow the Giants out. I don't think the Cowboys are going to blow the Giants out. I think the Giants come come to play tomorrow. I think they get the running game going with Saquon. I think he's not great, but he's better. And I do think the Giants contain that run game with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. I do think it, it, it's a close competitive game, but the difference is going to be the Giants' injuries in the secondary, not having a Dory Jackson and not having – obviously not having Xavier McKinney, probably not having Fabian Moreau. They'll be forced to play more zone coverage, and I do think Dak's going to take advantage of that, especially in the second half. I do think the game's going to come right down to the end, but – I'm gonna, and I hate to do this as a Giants fan, but the two teams, with the two teams being seven and three, I would love to take them. But 
Uh, I just think the Giants are too banged up going into this. It's not the end of the world if the Giants lose this game. They still have a really good chance to make the playoffs, even, even if they lose this game. So, so I am taking the Cowboys 27-20 to 20 over the Giants on Sunday. But, Justin, can Jones bounce back and lead the Giants to their first win in Jerry World since 2016? I need to be difficult. I think they'll keep it close as well, but at the Cowboys 24 to 17. Yeah, you know, I think the Giants last week, again, we know what their identity is. They want to be able to run the football, you know, and, and kind of work off play action and all that. Um, I just kind of Giants couldn't miss out if we lose this game. I, you know, uh, we're going to learn. I, a, there's four division games after this. Oh, you're going to learn a ton about the Giants, you yeah. know, going forward with five, five, uh, five oh yeah, four division games. Got Washington twice, who's in the race, and obviously you got Philly twice. You're going to learn a lot about the Giants in the next month. Giants could, I, but I do think even if they lose this game, they'd be seven and four. If they went three and three down the stretch, I still think, I still think they make the playoffs. Say they beat the Commanders once, they get a win over the Commanders, steal one against the Eagles, and beat the Colts. I, they're in. So, even if they lose this game, I still think they have a st- they still have a good chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, I do too. I think the way the Eagles have been playing the last couple weeks, they could get that one at home. Same thing with the Commanders. Um, you know, they should be able to get at least one from them. You know, be- maybe two, depending um, on how they kind of continue to play. But yeah, I think the Giants will do with the with the Colts too. You know, that's an interesting situation going on there. Um, I you know, especially with how down the NFC is, you know. There's really not a ton of other teams above 500 in this conference outside of outside the NFC East. You know, you you got the Tampa Bay still at 500. The Niners in Seattle are both six and four. Obviously, the Vikings are eight two, and everyone else, you know, outside the NFC East is under 500. So, yeah, you know, if they can get the not you know eight nine wins, they they should be fine. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I, no, I would say eight nine. I say nine, they'd have a good I, chance. But I would say uh, ten wins are definitely in. But eight, I don't think they get in with eight. They might, yeah. I could see it. they might, yeah. It, it's tough to get a walker eight. I just depending on what else happens, like you know, can you know? I don't know how you know. It'd be tough. I maybe Atlanta, yeah, could sneak in with eight. Because you know, but the but, th- but the thing is, is if they have like eight or like nine wins, the problem is, is Washington would probably have the tiebreaker over them yeah. because that would mean they didn't lose at least a game to Washington. And don't forget about Seattle. Seattle would probably have the tiebreaker with them too. Oh, yeah, yeah, they would. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so they're probably going to need nine. Yeah, so you're right. They're going to need San Francisco is going to win that division. I don't care if yeah. they see them in Seattle have the same amount, the, the the same record. San Francisco is arguably the best team in the NFC. They're going to win that division, and Seattle's probably is going to be competing for a wild card. Oh yeah, I com- I completely agree. The way the Niners are playing, I, I know we get to the, we'll get to them soon. But yeah, so the way the Niners are playing, um, yeah, absolutely, they should win that division. So yeah, I forgot about the the Seattle uh, tiebreaker that, that that could come back to um, you know, bite the Giants there. But yeah, I, I think in this game, going back to that, yeah, the Giants, their identity is being able to run the football, you know, kind of go off play action and all that. Yeah, they, and they, you know, weren't able to do that because they got behind last week. I think the Giants, again, I think having the short week to get that taste out of your mouth the way they played, I think it's going to be huge for them. I, you know, it's it's a, well, we've talked about it earlier. It's a different coach staff with Dable and all those guys. There's no way they're going to come out and play as bad as they did last week. No, they'll no. keep this thing tight. And, you know, they'll keep this no, thing no. tight. They'll keep this thing close. But, yeah, oh, I just absolutely. think Jones doesn't make enough plays. I think Dak Prescott makes a couple more plays with all the wide receivers that they got out too. It, it, it's tough right now. They'll keep it close. But I think the Cowboys right now just have a little bit more talent than the Giants do. Yeah, if the Giants didn't come in so banged up, I would take them in this game. And I'm telling you one thing. 
one of Dable's worst coach, the worst coaching movies had this year was putting a Dory Jackson yeah. as a punt returner. That was the worst after, after Richie James got a concussion. And, and, and last week there was no reason for that. Richie James was back. You also have Isaiah Hudgens. Put one of those two guys back there. You don't need to put, and it's the only time I've been critical of Dable all year. I think he's done a great job, but that's the, but, but this, that's your number one corner and a, and a team that plays a ton of man coverage. You just can't have your number one. I feel very uncomfortable with having our number one cornerback there. And now he's hurt. Now he misses four to six weeks. And these games are so important. Yeah, I know. It, I never really understood why coaches and teams kind of put one of your starters out there on punt return or kick return. I, it's just too risky. Yeah, because something like that. And again, now, now it, it's a huge loss for your defense. So, yeah, I'm with it. It's one of, yeah, it's probably the biggest kind of coaching decision right now. That's could you know, that, that's the biggest kind of question, you know right now with the, the yeah the biggest like question mark right now um and we got a comment from but, hector yeah. back to the beating washington is vital right now for the giants now it's time to see how dayball works with that with what he has left exactly and yeah beating washington's huge i think yeah. if they beat washington twice they're gonna make the play i think they make the playoffs if they beat if they beat if they beat washington twice they're, they're in they're in the playoffs because that would get them to nine wins with the tiebreaker over washington they beat them twice they're in the playoffs great comment by hector there yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they give them twice already at nine wins. That that it, this year that should totally be able to get them in. Um, and, and yeah, the nine nine wins should definitely get them a, get them one of those wild card spots. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But for this game, I just think this is the key. The Giants have to Saquon. Bar, I think for the Giants to win this game, Saquon has got to rush, or the Giants as a team have to rush. Outside of not counting Daniel Jones' rushing yards, the Giants have to rush for over hundred yards. They have to rush for over hundred yards. And they got to keep the game close. And I do have a feeling if this game is within three points with four minutes to go, I think they're going to win it because I think Dallas is going to either Dallas is going to is is not going to be able to close out the game, and I think the Giants are going to take advantage of that. They're within three points either way because if the Giants are up three, I think they make that big stop on defense like they have all year. And if they're down three, I don't think Dallas you know closes out the game. I think the Giants take advantage of it. So if it's a three if it's a three point game. Remember this: If it's a three-point game with four minutes to go, either way, I think the Giants win it. But I just feel realistically, with all the injuries the Giants have, it's going to be a tall task in Dallas uh, t- tomorrow. Yeah, I'm with it. it. It is with everything got out. You know, Dallas has been playing well again. I know they bought the Vikings. They just coming off of loss of Vikings, but I could see it because the Giants have been great in one-score games. I don't think they've. You know, besides the Cowboy game now, that was a seven-point game. Everything else, one possession, they've, they've yeah, won in, those games. So. In competitive games, they've been good. Hey, yeah, the Seattle game was kind of close to a one-score oh, yeah. game. After the, and the only reason it wasn't was because of that drop, that punt return they dropped. But realistically, yeah, they're they're right. They're seven and three, but they're really seven and they're really they're seven and one in one-score games. I mean, you could argue seven and two because of the Seattle game. Yeah, they've been great in one-score games. So that's why I'm saying, if remember this, if it's a three-point game with four with four minutes to go, I feel like either way, I feel like the Giants win it. Yeah, no, I yeah, no, I could totally see it. Yeah, the you know, Dallas again, they couldn't close out that Green Bay game a couple weeks ago. You know, they, they showed them that one, so I I could totally see it. So, yeah, no, uh, and I I totally see that happen. And then with your Russians, you know, about Barkley, yeah, you know, that's Dallas's big weakness on defense. They could if they could, you know, have a big day on the ground. I I you know, and keep Jack Prescott off the field. I think they got a they got they got a good chance of that. They could shorten that game. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Just, just keep uh, shorten the game, keep that Cowboys offense off the field. That is, that is definitely the biggest key. But again, as I've been saying, just the injuries I think are what's going to come back to hurt this team 
tomorrow. That's why I think the Cowboys win this game. We got to move on to your team as they as as the Pats play the Vikings. You got to be excited for Thanksgiving night as the Pats and Vikings play. The Pats have been playing really well, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And the Vikings had a really really rough game uh, last week as they lost to the uh, they lost to, to the to the Cowboys forty to three. And in this game, I think it's going to be a really, really, you know, I think it's going to be a close competitive game. I think, yeah, I know it's a short week, but the Patriots, I think Bill Belichick will have them ready. I think that uh, they'll contain Dalvin Cook. I don't, I don't think they'll have a great game, but I think they'll have yards on the ground. I think they'll contain Justin Jefferson. I think the Vikings will move the ball, but I think they're going to settle for some field goals. But I think that's going to be the problem with the Patriots. I think they're going to they're they're going to move the ball and they're going to settle for field goals too. And I think it's going to come down to the end where Mac Jones is going to make a play, and I don't think Mac Jones makes that play in this game. I think that the Vikings defense makes that big step at the end. And that's why I got the Vikings going to nine and two and the Patriots going to six and five. And I got the Vikings beating the Patriots 23 to 16. But Justin, can the Patriots D carry them to an upset win in Minnesota? They're going to have to, the way the offense is playing, I get the Vikings as well, 23 to 20. Um, you know, again, their offense right now is just sputtering out of control. They just, you know, they, they've been bad in a lot of areas, especially near the red zone. Um, yeah. Their defense, you know, Matthew Judon, has arguably been, you know, he could be the defense player of the year right now. Um, he's been unbelievable. They're going to have to get after Kirk Cousins. You know, they struggled last week to protect Kirk Cousins. You know, the Patriots and, take and, advantage and, and, I, and I think that's big. I think that's that, that, that's really, really big. If they can contain – that's going to lead me to a question, but if they can contain Dalvin Cook, I think that's going to be big because Darisau might not play, and Darisau was a huge loss last week against the Cowboys for, for that Viking offensive line. No, it absolutely was because, yeah, when Kirk Cousins doesn't have time and you can get in his face like that, he does not make great throws. He doesn't make great decisions. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I could see, you know, they're, you know, they're going to have to force Kirk Cousins to make a couple of interceptions, help out that offense and put him in short field. You know, that that and the special teams are, are going to have to make some big plays in this one. But, yeah, I think, you know, they, they got to be able to contain those the two big weapons of Jefferson and um, Dalvin Cook. Oh, absolutely. And now this is my question. Which player do, should the Patriots uh, try to take away, Dalvin Cook or Justin Jefferson? Usually, I would say just Justin Jefferson. I would say you know put like a you know a Jack Jones or Jonathan Jones on him and have McCord have McCourty over the top. But in this case, without Darisau, I would take away Dalvin Cook because if you could take away Dalvin Cook, that takes away their play action, and then you could you can get pressure on Kirk Cousins. And I'm telling you, if the Patriots can get pressure on Kirk Cousins, it could be it could be a long night for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, no, I absolutely could. I'm gonna, I'll go on the opposite. Way. I'm gonna go with Justin Jefferson, and you know, I know Bill said the other day that during the bye week they actually started doing some film on the Vikings. I think maybe that tells you too about what Bill thinks of uh, Zach Wilson and, and that <laughs> exactly. offense as well. Exactly. He doesn't even need to prepare for Zach Wilson, no. and he still is absolutely terrible. Yeah, yeah, just did the same thing he did a couple weeks ago, and just you know, uh, found a way to win there. So yeah, so I, you know, I. Because Justin Jefferson can make, you know, could bail out Kirk Cousins with a bad throw. Because, you know, because he he can catch any football that's anywhere near, you know, place anywhere around him. Um, you know, and I, because I think, you know, because the Vikings haven't been great running the football at all this year. You know, I thought it would be better, be more in the top half of the league. So I would double just Justin Jefferson, you know, early, make him go try to go find another. And I know they have some other, you know, talented wide receivers. You know, and I know they just got TJ Hawkinson, you know, Adam Thielen, you know, but make one of those other guys make a make a play in this one. Don't let Justin Jefferson hit, make that 65 yard catch to turn this game around because, you know, he, he's he got that capability to do that. And, you know, he could change the game around in a, in a second. And you probably just take your chances with Dalvin Cook. And if Dalvin Cook does have a big game on the ground, hold them to field goals and don't have them score touchdowns. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think the the Patriots have been pretty good defensively when they've gotten the red zone. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, they've always been kind of a bend, but don't break team at times on defense side of the ball. And yeah, I think that could be something that could really help them. Yeah. Just holding, holding Kurt Cousins, that offensive field goals will definitely be important with that offense right now. Absolutely. Now looking at the Patriots, we did this with the Giants or we did this with the Giants earlier. They got seven games left. It's pretty, pretty, t- not as tough as the Giants, but still pretty tough with, you know, the Bills twice, the Dolphins at home, the Bengals at home, the, uh, and then, the, 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 and then this, this game in Minnesota. And then you've got the Cardinals and Raiders. Nice. You should beat. Assuming you beat the Cardinals and Raiders, which you should, uh, you're, you're, you're now down to five games. I think they got to go two and three in this stretch. So, they either got they they got to win two of these two of these five games against the, the the Bills who they play twice the Dolphins the uh, Bengals and then the Vikings and luckily for the Patriots they got three of those five games at home so they I think they got I think they got to go they got to go I think they got to go four and three to make the playoffs and then and then and assuming they beat the Cardinals and rate and Raiders two and three against against the against the Vikings Bills ba- Bengals and Dolphins yeah I think it's a good yeah it's a good assessment there I think yeah they're gonna have yeah. You know, the Raiders still scare me with McDaniels, but um, yeah, I get, but it is a game they should win. Yeah, going two and three would, would be huge. You know, the Bengals have looked a lot better. We've really struggled with the Dolphins the last couple of years. You know, it, it's going to be tough to get a split against the Bills. You know, depending on the weather, what the weather's going to look like. I think the weather will help you though against them. Yeah, I think it definitely yeah. will help them, just like it did last year. I think the weather could help you steal a game, just like it did last year. Because if you don't yeah, steal that game against them last year, you don't make the playoffs. No, no, we don't. So, yeah, you know, I know. And who knows? Maybe by week 18, they're slotted in somewhere. You know, could we go to the Bills the last week of the year? Maybe they're already slotted in a seed. They kind of rest Allen and all those guys. And, yeah, maybe we could steal it that way, too. But, yeah, the weather, that will definitely be key for us, With you know, because there's no way that offense is keeping up with the Bills offense. So, if they, yeah, if they can somehow get the Dolphins, you know, you know, or Bengals, the Bengals offense right now has been, been pretty good, but they can make it be, we we'll get some pressure. But yeah, I think getting going two and three in this five game stretch. Well, against um, the good teams, because they do have yeah, those two easy teams. games in the, in the middle of that stretch with the Raiders yeah. and the uh, Cardinals, which they can't lose either one of them. That would be a no. terrible loss if they lose either one of those two games. No, it absolutely would. You know, I, I, I'm honestly back to, you know, to the second end of a back to back week out West. You know, those kind of scare me a bit, but yeah, they 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 win those two. They can kind of steal one. Yeah, they can beat the Bills. I mean, the Dolphins, and then yeah, try to get a split against the Bills. You know, maybe Cincinnati could take as well, but I, I think that's another tough one as well. You know, that that's not going to be easy one, even at home. Oh, that's gonna be. I think I think I think that's gonna be a really tough game. That's why I, I honestly I have the Patriots. I think I have I I have I'm losing. I think I have them losing all five of those games. To be honest with you. I think both to the Bills, the Dolphins, the Bengals, and the Vikings. I haven't finishing eight and nine. I think the schedule is is tough. And with their offensive personnel, I don't think they win those games. But with Bill Belichick, uh, you know they could steal they could steal a game or, or two with Belichick. I would not surprise me if they go two and three in that stretch and get in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, I think they steal. I think you know they could steal the Dolphins. We're due to beat the Dolphins at some point. You know, we, we are. As we were talking about with the weather, maybe you could steal one of those. So I think the Patriots. And with nine, 10 wins, uh, you know, I don't know if they can get to 10. I'll go nine and eight for them. That's probably not going to be enough to get in. That's going to be, that's going to be close. Yeah. That's going to come down to all those tiebreakers and all that. And yeah, that, that, you know, you'd rather get to the 10, but yeah, I I don't know. Cause yeah, Bill's going to steal him a game or two, but 
not not much more than that and they just don't have the talent to beat you know i just say I, they don't have talent to beat the Bengals. and again i could see a flat effort against the raiders or, or cardinals going out west so more likely the raiders and the cardinals but you know you get the point exactly and the thing is is this is really good this is really good you know because mac jones yeah he got benched but these but in the last three games he really hasn't had to do do much for most of this stretch he's gonna have to make plays he's gonna have to make plays for this patriots team to make the playoffs He's, he's they, they, this this team's gonna have to make plays on offense. They can't win games like last week or or the week or the, or or the game against the Colts. They can't they can't, they're not gonna be able to win games like that anymore. They, these teams, I know the Patriots defense is good, but they're gonna have to score points. The Patriots are gonna have to score twenty four points if they're gonna beat a team. They're gonna beat teams like the Bills, the Dolphins, the Bengals, and the Vikings. Uh, so that the Mac Jones is definitely gonna have to step up, uh, and and this offense definitely has, is gonna have to step up. This team wants to be a playoff team. Yeah, absolutely, they do. You know, it's gonna hurt. You know. David Andrews is probably going to be out for the next couple of weeks. You know, that 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 hurts that offensive line. Because, again, Mac Jones is 34th out of 35 eligible quarterbacks. You know, um, he's been sacked 9, 9 or, yeah, 9.7% of his dropbacks. Like, and it's not even like they're coverage sacks. It's just he gets sacked the minute, you know, a three-step drop and there's already three guys in his face. It's, it's, yeah. it's bad it's offensive something. line play, and he just doesn't have the mobility yeah. to get away from the pass rush. No, he doesn't. And I think it was Dan Olaski breaking it down. Last week, there's three wide receivers all in the same spot. It's it's yeah. It's Patricia Patricia can't be doing that either. No, no. So I it's just you know I've said it all year. I just think it's 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 still a, I don't know with Jones and it's mostly because I you just you know there's no help around him. I just I don't know. I don't know. If Bill just had too much confidence in Jones that he could work through all this all you know and he could be the next Tom Brady, like, thinking that he's going to be Tom Brady and he could kind of you know. Uh, Bailey will out for all these kind of, you know, um, the poor line, the poor receivers. But, you know, obviously, again, it's not his, you know, there's never be another Tom Brady. It's too much to ask for him in year two quarterback, Mac Jones, to kind of bail you out like Tom Brady did all those years. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we're going to see what he's made of. We're really going to see what he's made of these next seven weeks. But we got to move on to the Sunday, to the Sunday slate. And we'll start with a big game, a rematch of a game in the divisional round last year as the Bengals traveled to Tennessee to play the Titans. And I think this is a close competitive game. I do think Henry gets his yards on the ground, but I think the difference in this game is going to be the Titans are going to kick field goals and the Bengals are going to score touchdowns. And that's why in a really, really close competitive game and a game where the Bengals might get Jamar Chase back, I got Joe Burrow going to 3-0 against the Titans, and I got the Bengals beating the Titans 24-23. But, Justin, can the Titans get revenge on what happened to them in the playoffs last year? It's going to be very difficult. I get the Bengals 24-21, but if there's a coach that can do it, it's Mike Vrabel. You know, again, for all kind of the missing pieces they've had in offense this year, I know Daniel looked really good last week, but, you know, they they their defense, yeah, it's not, you know, they've they've had a lot of really good game plans um and they've been able to kind of slow down teams with you know with everything that's kind of been going on with that offense at times this year but i i think i go back to the Chiefs game i know they only gave up you know 20 points to Chiefs, but they gave up 499 yards of offense you know the bills game you know the two the two best offenses that they probably faced have been the bills and the chiefs this year um and they were able to move the ball and the Bengals have really started to kind of look like they've been getting the groove the last couple weeks offensively as you mentioned chase may be coming back I just think for this defense, it's too tall of a task. And I think this Bengals def- um, offense is going to be able to do enough. And I think that's why the Bengals um, are able to go to Tennessee and get a win. Got an NFC matchup in in Landover, Maryland, as the Falcons travel 
to land travel up the land over to face the commanders. And I think this is a close competitive game. I do think the Falcons will, will do what they do. They'll, 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 they'll run the ball pretty well, but I think the, the commanders run the ball well too. And I think the difference is going to be, I think Heineke makes makes less mistakes than Mark, Marcus Mariota. I think not having Kyle Pitts is going to hurt Marcus Mariota. And that's why I got the commanders beating the Falcons 23 to 17, but Justin can Mariota keep the Falcons in the NFC South race. I don't think so. I got Washington as well in this one, 24 to 17. Yeah, um, you know, not having Kyle Pitts is, is going to hurt Mariota this week. Again, the way the, the Washington's able to stop the run, um, they, they're going to have a hard time doing this. We need the Falcons. To, yeah, you, Hector's comment, you know, we need the Falcons to win this win. You do, yeah, you guys. Yeah, we definitely need the Falcons to win this game. Absolutely, because we want Washington to be a peg down. Because say – Washington wins and we lose. They're only a half game behind us, and we play them uh, uh, next week. Yeah, so that's a big one. So yeah, um, you know, absolutely. Yeah, you know, you you want to see Atlanta win, but I just think it's be too tough of tough of a task. You know, with with the way Washington Davis out the run, I think Washington's going to be able to get after Mariota. Um, they might get Chase Young back. I know he was activated off of IR last week. Sounds like he's going to probably play this week. So, you know, I, I think Washington right now. I think it's got a little bit too much for Atlanta and without pits, it's going to be tough for Atlanta to, to move the ball down the field in the passing because they really haven't done that well all year. Absolutely. We got the team that is leading the uh, NFC South and that's the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they travel to, uh, they travel to Cleveland to face the Browns. And I think this is, this is going to be an interesting game. I, but I do think white, the, the running back for Tampa who had a really good game against Seattle. I think he has another good game against Cleveland this week. I think it's close and competitive. I think Chubb has, has a good game. I do think the Browns d- defense with Miles Garrett does force Tom Brady to turn the ball over once. So does the Bucks defense forces Jacoby Brissett to turn the ball over once. But I do think I'll take the I do I do think the team that's more talented wins this game. And that's why I get the Bucks going to six and five and winning this game 24 to 20. But Justin, can Nick Chubb carry the Browns to an upset win? It's gonna be difficult. I get the Bucks twenty-three to sixteen, you know, for Chubb in that um, you know, Browns running game. You know, the Bucks are starting to get healthy, uh, you know, up front of the defensive line, and I think you know, again with that, they need to be a lot harder to be able to run the football against them. Um, that they, you know, they've been great at that the last couple of years. You know, they've been a lot better, you know, against the pass this year. But I now that you know they may be able to stop the running game now or slow it down of Chubb, and I think too it's to be tough. Brady coming off a bye, and I think, you know, that Rams game, the way they, they, you know, the touchdown to kind of win that game, I thought they looked a lot better against the Seahawks as well offensively. I think that offense is starting to figure some things out. I think Brady coming off a bye, usually that's where he really starts to turn the corner on a year, and he really starts to kind of get going. We saw that the year they won the Super Bowl, um, you know, two years ago there. So I think the Bucs are able to go up to Cleveland, and they they, um, knock out the Browns. We got an AFC matchup in Jacksonville as the Ravens travel down to Jacksonville to face the Jaguars. And I think this is a really good matchup for uh, for the Ravens. I think, you know, they're playing, they're, they're, they're going up against, against a team that likes to run the ball with Travis Etienne and the Jaguars, but the Ravens do a really good job stopping the run. I think they will limit Etienne. I think it will force Lawrence to turn the ball over a couple of times. And I do think the Ravens will get enough yards on the ground and Lamar will throw a couple touchdown passes. They'll have kind of a bounce back game as he had last week. And that's why I got the Ravens going eight and three and beating the Jaguars. Uh, 27 to 16. But Justin, can Trevor Lawrence carry the Jags to an upset win? I don't think so. I got the Ravens 23 to 17. Yeah, the Ravens have fourth turnover in 12 straight games. I got to imagine against Lawrence because he hasn't been great at times protecting the football. I 
you know, again, especially in the red zone, you know, Lawrence has to protect the ball. Um, can't throw a costly turnover in this game or fumble. You know, they can get ETN going somehow on the running game. You know, they have a chance of this one, but I just, you know, I, I the Ravens have to play better than they did last week. I was surprised coming out with five. They, they really struggled offensively. I think that offense plays a lot better. I think it'll be tough for the Jag, Jaguars to kind of slow them down. Um, but I, I think the Ravens, yeah, play be, a little bit better than this this week than they did last week. And I think they go on the road, Jacksonville, find a way to win. We got an AFC matchup in Miami as the Texans face the Dolphins. I think this game is a complete blowout. I think that Miami runs the ball well. I think two or throws two or three touchdown passes. And I think the defense forces a couple turnovers from Davis Mills. And I got the Dolphins cruising going to eight and three and beating the Texans 34 to 13. But just uh, and Justin, I assume you got the same. Yeah, I get Dolphins 20 to 13. Miami come out to buy. I think they should do whatever they want against the defense. You know, if Houston just looks lifeless the last couple weeks, I could see t- the Houston kind of you know, crawling the way back in the second half with Miami going to San Francisco next week, you know, McDaniels is going to just want to get everyone out of there healthy. So I, I could see kind of some of the stars getting pulled from Miami. Maybe Houston makes this thing interesting late, but I, Miami should win this game by, by at least two scores. We got a matchup of two absolutely pathetic offenses in Carolina as the three and seven Broncos face the three and eight Panthers. And I think this is going to be a snooze fest. I don't think, I think it's gonna be a very low scoring game. I go both. I think both offenses are terrible, but I'll take the team with the better quarterback. Even though the Panthers are making another change at quarterback with Sam Darnold. They probably have the worst outside of the jets. They probably have the worst quarterback play in the league. I got the Broncos winning a, a close one, 16 to 10 over the Panthers. Justin, who do you got? I'll take the Panthers 20 to 17 at home. They, they've been feisty. You know, I know they stink offensively at bad as the, the Broncos, but I'll, I'll take them five away. I know Denver's defense is, is better than the Carolina's defense, but I don't, I don't, you know, with Denver, that's supposed to be like a year that they are supposed to kind of, you know, contend for the AFC West. How much longer, do, you know, does this team put in the effort? You know, I, I think that could come into question soon. So, Maybe, you know, I could see at home Carolina early kick for Denver the way they lost last week to Vegas, just leaving Devontae Adams, you know, nobody within 30 yards of him. I'll take Carolina at, at uh, home this week. All righty. We got a matchup of two teams. We thought this, we thought at the beginning of the season, this would be a great matchup between the Rams and the Chiefs, maybe even a Super Bowl preview. You could argue this should have been the Super Bowl twice in, in 2018 and last year, but. The bleep them picks philosophy for the Rams has completely has completely failed them this year, uh, and and uh, the, the, there's a chance that Bryce Perkins or John Walford could start a quarterback for them. I think this game's a complete blowout. I think that Patrick Mahomes start, continues his MVP season, throws two or three touchdown passes. Chiefs defense forces whoever plays quarterback for the Rams to turn the ball over a couple of times, and that's why I got the Chiefs cruising in this game and going to nine and two, winning thirty one to thirteen. But Justin. Could Sean McVay lead lead the lead the Rams to a major upset in Kansas City on Sunday afternoon? I don't think it's happened. I got the Chiefs twenty seven to seventeen. I think Rams could keep this thing closer a half here. Um, Bryce Perkins again, if he starts, you know, it's another case of because they're off the Rams off of the line's been so bad. He's a really good scrambler and he's really good when he gets out and out in space as a as a runner. You know that could maybe that element can kind of you know. Um, you know, can kind of maybe work against the Chiefs. Maybe, you know, maybe that helps to get them out of the pocket um, and do some stuff like that. But again, they're with the running backs. It's been so non-existent. So maybe some read options could work and open it up um, for Cam Akers or, you know, whoever's, you know, else is in that backfield Sunday for the, for the Rams. But maybe for a half, I think 
the defense, the de- the defense, the Rams keeps this thing close, but um, for for sixty minutes, I just I don't know how the Rams are going to be able to score score many points in this game. We got an NFC matchup in in Santa Clara as the Saints take on the Niners, and I think for, they think this is a blowout. And for me, the Niners right now, I don't care about their record; they are the best team in the NFC. If you see uh, Garoppolo's numbers with McCaffrey on the field, he's got I think, seven touchdowns, no picks. He's been playing; he played outstanding on Monday night, and I think that continues. I think they run the ball all over the Saints. I think they forced Dalton to turn the ball over a couple times, and I got the Niners cruising to seven and four and winning this game, thirty-four to thirteen. But Justin. Uh, can Dalton lead the Saints to an upset win? And you're more confident than me about that. Yeah, I, I got this thing being a one-score game at the Niners, 26 to 20. Uh, I, I could see the Saints make a couple of kind of plays in this game, but I just though I I don't know Dalton. I think you know that offensive line's got to play well because the Niners were rushing four last week and they were you know that's all they had to do and they were getting into Colt McCoy's face within you know a couple seconds there. Um, I could see the, the Niners having the same kind of success, but yeah, Dalton, Chris Olave has been really good. Um, you know, their their offensive line is going to have to play real, have to play well, and um, I, I think it's it's going to be tough for the Saints. But I don't know why I I don't know why I always have some confidence in the Saints. I I, I don't. It it's just been the turnover. The turnovers have killed them a lot too this year. They can't do that against this team the way Jimmy G, as you mentioned, has been playing right now. I think they could keep this thing close, but um, they just you know. The, the, I'm with right now. The Niners are, are my pick to win the win the NFC right now. That 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 team is um just and again as they keep getting healthier too and just as you know they gain more and more um chemistry now. It's just that that the team's gonna get even better. And this is why I take them over. You know the Eagles, the Cowboys, and even the Bucks. I th- I think that I think they're better than the Bucks because I just don't think the Bucks. This is the definitely the worst the Bucks have been in the three years Brady has been there. The Cowboys. The Niners match up so well with the Dallas Cowboys. And I think if they play in the playoffs, they're going to run the ball for over 150 yards. They're going to run the ball right down that team's throw. I know the Cowboys have the the better quarterback, but the coaching and the running game, I definitely take the Niners. And I take the Niners. I think it's close, but I take the Niners over the Eagles because I think they do the same thing. The Eagles are not – they're going to definitely get better at stopping the run because they're going to get Jordan Davis back. They already got Ndamukong Sue and Linville Joseph who could help them with the running game. But I still think the Niners – I'll run the ball well. And I do think the Niners have more experience in big games. And that's why I take them over the Eagles. Yeah, I'm with you too. Yeah. But, you know, Jimmy G, again, you know, we've, we've talked, you know, Jimmy G's not going to be a top 10 quarterback. He's not going to be someone that's MVP. But if you put the guys that you have around the, with the Niners, you know, he's going to, he's going to get you a chance to win that football game. And yeah, you know, the Cowboys just haven't been able to find the way. I know we're both not fans of McCarthy. Well, yeah, with the Eagles too, again, we, you know, I, it's a different team this year, but we saw what happened last year in the playoffs. They just they didn't even show up to play. The the Bucks just absolutely throttled them. Um, you know, it, it's definitely a better team this year. But yeah, you know, the way Shanahan's had that team going again, they were what five minutes away. You know, four years ago in that Super Bowl against the Chiefs, they were up ten points. You know, like they they, they were right there, and they they are a little bit better. They were, this year. They were right there last year. They were right there last yeah, year. Really if Jogoski Tart intercepts Matthew Stafford, they go and play the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, I forgot about that. The yeah, the the interception the Niners should have had there too. So yeah, it, it's the Niners have had have been there. They've been knocking on the door for a while, and, and yeah, this is I the, this is their best thing that they've had. And I know the injury books have hurt them over the years, but as long as it doesn't, you know, that to now to the end of the year, yeah, that the Niners are 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 the NFC favorite. 
We got two underachieving teams playing in Arizona on Sunday as the five and five Cardinals face the four and seven. The five and five Chargers face the four and seven Cardinals. But in this game, I'm going with the team that has the better quarterback. Tyler Murray might not play again. And Cliff Kingsbury has got to be fired. He he is he is just not he is not a good NFL head coach. He's proven it this year. Uh, and you saw what happened with the assist, the offensive line coach. They definitely yeah, yeah. fired him. But you, you know you can't. The, the fact you even had a guy like that in your staff just just shows you that you're not a competent. You're not a you're not that good of an NFL head coach. And I think this is a game where the the, the, the Chargers do force a turnover. It's a game where the Chargers don't have to close out, and that's why I think they're going to win. I think Herbert's going to have a big game, throw th- two or three touchdown passes, and I think they, they the, the the Chargers D forces t- a couple turnovers from Colt McCoy or uh, Kyler Murray. That's why I get the Chargers winning this one, 31 to 16. But Justin. Can DeAndre Hopkins somehow have a huge game and carry the Cardinals to their fifth win of the season? I'm like, he, he could. You know, he's, you know, one of, you know, he's he's right there as the top wide receiver in the league. I get the charges of 27 to 21. Yeah, it's, it's either McCoy, you know, Cole McCoy or Kyle Murray. I just, I don't think they're going to have enough. I think, yeah, the Chargers, yeah. Again, they scored way too much time at the end of the game last week, you know, giving them a minute 46 of the Chiefs. It's just, you know, way way too much time to to hand them back to football. Um, so it's it's going to be difficult for the for for Arizona. Um, I just wonder too. They're out. They're pretty, you know, I know they're four and seven. I know there's a chance, but they got to climb five teams. Like they're you know, there's not much of a chance that they got to go in the playoffs here. Um, how much longer does this team kind of fight for Cliff Pingberry? You know, if Murray's not healthy, I just I I don't know how much more fight we're going to see from this Cardinals team. And I, I think you know. That that could be something too. I and I could see Justin Herbert in that offense just you know ha, have such a huge day against them. Absolutely, we got the Raiders traveling to Seattle to face the Seahawks. This should be a fun game. I think this should be a fun game. I think this is going to be up and down the field. I think Kenneth Walker's going to have a huge game on the ground for the Seahawks. I think Geno Smith's going to have a big game against this Raiders defense. And I also think Josh Jacobs and Derek Carr are going to have big games. But I think it's going to come down to the end, and the Seahawks are going to do what they've done this year. And the Raiders are going to do what they've done this year. The Seahawks will make the play they need to make. The Raiders won't, and that's why I got the Seahawks going to seven and four, keeping pace with the Niners. And I got the Raiders going to three, three and eight. And I got the Seahawks beating the Raiders thirty-four to twenty-seven. But Justin, can Carr lead the Raiders to their second straight win? I don't think so. I got the Seahawks as well, twenty twenty-one. Yeah, the Raiders finally won a uh, close game last week. They they finally yeah, but look at who they played. Yeah, look at who they played. They played they played a team that they played one of the worst teams in football. That's probably in, probably in, that's in worse shape than they are. Yes, exactly. Right now, and that's and that's, so, and, that, and, that's and, that, and that's saying a lot too. Yeah, you gotta take the victories when you get them. You know, <laughs> for the Raiders right now, it's been a long year for them. Uh, you know, I I like the way they've been running the football. Max Crosby's been a a beat. Oh, he's, he's got nine of the team thirteen. I sacks. think I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league. Yeah. I really do. He's good against the run. He's really good pass rusher. He's been much better than Chandler Jones has been this year. Mm-hmm. I'd say one of the most for them. That that was that was a steal. That was a steal for Mike Mayock to get him in the fourth round. Yeah. Mayock's, Mayock was good two through seven. It was Gr- Gruden lapped the first round, and then uh, it was Mayock got two through seven. Yeah, so that, the football, that's why these first That's the problem. They didn't let the football, yeah. per, the actual GM, draft the team. Mm, but that's Gruden, though. That's, yeah, exactly. That's Gruden. Exactly. That's you know, part of the Gruden issues. But um, going back to the game here, I just I don't think the Raiders are going to have enough. The way the defense, I think, is going to struggle in Geno Smith in that, in that offense. Yeah, Kendall Walker's gonna um have a nice day on the ground. It's tough to go up to Seattle and win a football game. And the Raiders, again, they got the talent. As long as they slow down Devontae Adams or you know, you know, keep them under control, um, Seattle will find a way to win this football game. 
We got an interesting matchup on Sunday Night Football as Aaron Rodgers travels to Philadelphia as the Packers play the Eagles, and I don't think this game's going to be close. I think Miles Sanders is a big game on the ground. I think Jalen Hurts. I think I think this this, this win last the win last week, the comeback win last week, got the Eagles back on track. I think they have a big week this week. I think Jalen Hurts throws a couple touchdown passes, and I do think the Packers the Packers uh, offense. I think they turned the ball over a couple of times. I think this is a blowout. I got the Eagles beating the Packers thirty four to seventeen, but. Justin, can Aaron Rodgers carry the Packers to a major upset in Philly? I think they keep it close. I don't think they win this football game. I got it 24 to 20. You know, the Eagles, I could see it being a blowout. Just the way after um, the Eagles won that football game, um, you can see all the emotion that Sirianni had after knocking off the Colts. Oh, he I went could, crazy. A lot of yeah. that was for the coach they fired, too. I think he was, he yeah. was angry because he was the OC in Indianapolis, so he's very angry that they fired Frank Wright. Yeah, I could see that. I know that him and yeah, Rake were close being on the same side. I could see, you know, maybe that little bit of a high of the way they won last week. I just uh, the way the, they played the last couple of weeks. I think you know, if the if the Packers can run the football, like they can get back to the running game like they against Dallas. I think they could keep this thing close. And it's crazy that you know, I know it's not been the year for Rodgers, but it's yeah, if Rodgers can hold on the football because the last two weeks the Eagles have lost the uh, tournament battle, and that's what they were great at, you know, going up to that Monday night game against Washington. So. You know, if the Packers can kind of win that tournament battle, if Rodgers can kind of keep the football in their possession. They could finish some drives. I think they keep this thing closed, but um, I, the Eagles at home find a way to uh, get a win. All right, we'll wrap up talking about the Monday night game between the Steelers and the Colts. And I think in this game, I think it's close and competitive, but I'm going to take the better coach team. I'm going to take Mike Tomlin. I think it's hard for me because Tomlin's teams outside of, I mean, they lost last week, but they were competitive. They, they have been competitive. I know this is, a, you know, they're trying to break in a young quarterback. That's why they're three and seven. But I think Mike Tomlin pulls one out here. I think on the road in Indianapolis, I think, I think they're the better coach team. And I think Najee Harris does enough on the ground. I think the Steelers defense gets pressure on, uh, Matt Ryan forces a turnover, and I think the Steelers win this 20-17, to 17, but Justin can Saturday get his team back on track this week. I'm with you. I got the Steelers as well in this one, 21-17. to 17. Um, Yeah, I think it's going to be tough. I just The way they kind of lost last week, is that the nail in the coffin for the for the Colts this year? Um, you know, with everything that's kind of happened to them. And, yeah, with the, and with the Steelers, I think it's tough too because, yeah, the way that their defense is starting to get healthy. Now you got, you know, J.J. Watson back. And I think that offense is getting better. You mentioned Pickett. I think, you know, you know, they're they're starting to get a little bit better, you know, each week. I know the defense struggled last week, but the offense did put up 30 points. So I think the Steelers, you know, go out there and steal this one. I think the Colts could run the run the ball in this one. You know, gonna be a low scoring defensive battle. But um I I'll right now I'll, I'll take the Steelers to find a way on the road to beat Indy. Yeah, it should be an interesting game on Monday night. But that's gonna wrap up this episode of Sports Talk with RJ. But we're going to be back in about five minutes talking about the huge game in Columbus this week, Rivalry Week, and the U.S.'s big match against England in the World Cup. So make sure you check that out. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to me. Taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not. They're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. 
my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meat, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.